Hello everybody, welcome back to the Missing Peace podcast, a place where we discuss making peace with our mind, body and soul, essentially ourselves. My name is Becca and I am today recording in the Bilingo. There may be a little bit of background noise, some lovely nature, some of the dog panting, maybe some cars. So hopefully it feels more like you're here with me and not too distracting or annoying. (laughs) Fingers crossed. But I'm feeling inspired to record now and it's an episode that I would never have guessed that I was going to be recording. Um, Well, not never have guessed I would have been recording, but basically I was writing out um some kind of contrasting feelings and emotions from where I'm at in my life as somebody who is a newly single childless woman in their mid-30s and there very much are a lot of contrasting emotions but as I was writing it down I thought oh maybe I'll put it into a newsletter or should I say email letter I don't like calling newsletters still keep calling them that but as I was writing it down so it's kind of like writing one thing and then writing the the contrasting part to that that I feel as well I thought you know what this just this comes across as in writing it looks way more pitying I guess way more like I'm it's still kind of like a a verse of self-pity and it really isn't because what I'm wanting to try and share here is something that feels actually really present very empowering very um, I don't know I guess just like this is what life's like and um, to kind of just share that you can have conflicting contrasting emotions on everything in your life it doesn't have to be black and white I mean sometimes we're black and white and things aren't we but like there is so much in the gray area or both black and white you know it's um and it's really important to honor that because sometimes I think we can just force ourselves into being like right this is how I feel right now and that's it decision made but actually there are so many things that flow and in and out of our life and different emotions and you know how does our conditioning affect how we're feeling how does situations trigger us But if we're not present with those feelings, then we're not really leaning into what we need in that moment. And sometimes all we need to do is listen to that and know it's there and that's all it wants. It just wants to be heard and then you can let it go. But sometimes if we don't do that, we we let it build up or we kind of deny what we're actually truly feeling. And it's like we also try and force ourselves to a decision, which I'll talk about in this a bit as well. Because as you'll hear in this, I feel like I have decisions on where I want to go going forwards and I'm not entirely sure on them and that's okay too. So yeah, let's not force ourselves into decisions. So that's kind of why I want to share all this and really to just be really confronting the what I think and I'm feeling and I feel it from my own self from thinking it as well sometimes too is that negative negative image of a woman in her mid-30s without a child and who is single and everything that kind of flows around that and appears yeah negative you know negative it's like a place you don't want to be it's like a place to pity somebody or it's even shameful or it's just well that person's not happy because you know they're not doing what they should be doing at that time in their life so yeah I want to confront all that as well Um, and there's a bit of fear I guess talking about this too because well, it's from my perspective and I know I shouldn't really feel that fear because I'm just sharing how I feel. But 
yeah, there is kind of fear of how maybe this might be received. So yeah, putting that all out there. So I'm kind of going to share it in the contrasting emotions. It's going to be a kind of different type of episode. So I would really like to hear um, what you think about it because yeah, it's not going to be a sort of like, well, not that I ever really managed the whole like beginning, middle and end type of thing. It's just a flow, isn't it? But like, it's kind of something that was written and then I want to share and elaborate on it in this and yeah in the way that it's actually positive before I like dive in I just want to quickly say in case you haven't heard that I've closed my paid subscription on Substack it's been a decision made because of where I'm at again honoring where I'm at and the fact that the time and the energy I just I just don't have it right now to be producing an extra two podcast episodes a month which is what I was doing on the subscription but to honor the subscription and kind of like a celebration of it because when things end new things come in and it's really beautiful but you know I wanted to sort of release some of them um so I've released five of the paid subscription episodes podcast episodes onto the free substack subscription so you can sign up below if you want to join that I'll just give you the titles of them all in case that's something you're interested in and essentially substack by the way it's kind of like just a it's a platform for writers (laughs) even though I'm like oh cringe at saying that by myself but it's um it's a platform of we basically you sign up you subscribe to somebody you'll receive emails from them which is usually more of a long form content but there's shorter form now on there there's a few different functions and features and I produce my podcast everything that's uh, on the podcast gets published via Substack um and the cool thing is you can then check out uh people I recommend or you can go on like the kind of uh, a home feed and find other people that uh, you might want to follow other writers maybe people might call themselves more bloggers I guess writers bloggers podcasters and so on um so yeah it's just it's a different it's another different sort of space on the internet I guess so the title of those five episodes and they all came out last week so you'll be able to find them on there and there's also just a few extra kind of um podcast episodes on there anyways that I tend to just release on the Substack, and I also do voiceover sometimes of the email letters so you can listen to them if you do prefer that but the titles of these ones are number one how can we care for ourselves when we're so busy it's a recent release that one and I really enjoyed recording that one uh, because I think we do really struggle to know how to care for ourselves when we're busy so I'm kind of exploring all that and how we can the importance of caring for ourselves and how we can do that even though we feel so busy all the time, how can we fit ourselves into our routine? The second one is honouring seasonal cycles when it comes to change. And this is really, again, about that kind of cyclical living and how that can be applied to change in our lives. It was something that's very much inspired by a podcast episode that I listened to by Dana Joy, I think. Now, gosh, I've just remembered that it's a podcast on, on being a kind of a, like a fluid creator, essentially so yeah the link of it is in the show notes for that anyways another one of the episodes is called it's actually from a six-part series called peace of body which is all about making peace with food fitness and ourselves and it's the self portion so they're all titled differently one's kind of body oneself whatever you won't be able to access any of them apart from the self one and this is really all about how we can look at building and healing that relationship with ourselves returning to our worth and how that is so important within the context of healing our relationship with our body with food with fitness and it's just it's the foundation of it all 
and there was an inner wild meditation that I loved recording it felt very inspired when that came through and it's kind of a journey through the elements and reconnecting to that inner wild part of you that I believe we all have so yeah do check that one out and then the last one that came out yesterday is titled do we ever really lose anything and it's exploring that idea of loss um but actually is it a loss is it a change in energy is it a transfer of energy do we actually lose things you know and that it sounds kind of maybe it's a bit morbid but it really isn't it's not necessarily about the kind of losses and in terms of a, a physical um death of somebody for example it's the kind of exploring that cycle throughout our lives and everything the kind of deaths and the the beginnings of things the endings and the beginnings of things but then actually in, in the kind of context of um it being energy so yeah, do check them out if they if they resonate with you. The link will be below. Let me just flip over my page. You might hear a little bit of that. Because yeah, so like I said, this was going to be a, a more of a an email letter. But it just felt a bit, yeah, I, I don't know. I just don't think I could really do how I was feeling justice. And it just felt a little bit like a pity party. <laughs> but um, I think it's also important to explore along deep emotions, which I'll share here anyways. So yeah, it's about holding the contrasting emotions of being newly single, childless woman in her mid-thirties. So yeah, here it goes. Something that I'm really loving and I feel incredibly blissful about is being in this place of such independence and freedom of having no one else to really consider or think about but myself. Now, I don't mean that in a selfish way necessarily, but it's just yeah, it's, um, there's a lot of time and space to do what I want to do. And I miss having a significant other, someone to return home to, to talk about everything to, you know, that best friend, that person that you, you know, merge your life with, that person that you care and support and love and they care and love and support you. And, and I miss having that in my life as well. I love the space of now being able to really think about what I want to do for the rest of my life in every area of my life from work to relationships to friendships to just everything I love having that all there without having to worry about how that fits in with someone else and I really do miss having the physical presence of someone else the physical touch of somebody else and caring about somebody else, loving someone else. I worry that people are judging or pitying me at the moment because, you know, I'm the sad case of a single childless woman in her mid-30s. It's something that I said, you know, at the beginning it can be seen as such a kind of a negative. And sometimes I dip into that pity myself. I I pity myself, you know, I pity where I'm at because I also have been conditioned to believe that that's not where you should be when you're a woman in your mid-30s. You should have a family, you should have a partner, you should have children, you should be settled. And so, yeah, sometimes I dip into that. But actually, a lot of the time I see it as so freeing and empowering. I'm also so grateful for all the connections and the relationships in my life and I feel so supported at the moment and I feel guilty that I didn't pay attention to them when I was in a relationship that's a really big one for me 
And I'm incredibly excited for all the different new relationships that will come into my life, you know, friendships, uh, abilities, just just, just socialising because I'm more open to that now because human connection is so massively important, isn't it? But, you know, sometimes when we have one person, particularly if you're maybe someone like me who has a bit of an anxious attachment style, they become kind of like the person and you don't really seek it from everybody else. But now I'm really excited to have all that come in. But yeah, really guilty that maybe I didn't nourish them as much as I should have done when I was in a relationship. I'm incredibly, incredibly excited about falling in love again, having all those feelings fall. I am am such a romantic. I love watching a rom-com. You know, I'm really excited about having all that again, not thinking I was going to have that again because I thought I was in a relationship that was going to be forever. And... I get to have that again and this is incredibly exciting and at other times I just do not want to go through it all again and what if I never find it again what if I don't you know I'm completely trusting in the universe that is a belief that I have I really believe in everything that happens in our life and, and I trust it and I know that if I am meant to have children I will have children And I don't have to worry about it. I don't need to force this. I don't need to, yeah, chase this idea. It will just come to me should it meant to be. Should it be meant to be. But I'm terrified that I want a child or children, but that my biological clock is ticking and I might not meet somebody in time to have a child. Somebody who wants to have a child with me. Somebody that feels right to have a child with. Or maybe I might not even be able to have a child. I don't know any of that yet. I feel incredibly, incredibly empowered and in honestly absolute bliss when I go out and solo date myself, you know, when I go for a meal by myself, when I go to the cinema by myself, when I go for a walk by myself, when I go to a cafe by myself, when I, you know, I'm even considering going to a gig by myself and all that, it, you know, I used to look on people and think, oh, how sad that they're sat by themselves. But it's so empowering to give yourself that. It's something that, who is the person who talks about morning pages? I've forgotten their name, but it's another part of her teaching as well. Really kind of famous um, woman. And she talks about the importance of solo dating, uh, regardless of, you know, whether in your relationship or not. It's basically the idea of that self-care time for yourself. And so I'm still going out there and doing all these things that I did with somebody. And I guess I always did these anyways. I I, I don't mind doing these type of things, you know, I like if you listen to last week's episode I, I went on a solo cycle tour performance and I traveled around Southeast Asia by myself for six months I I enjoy being alone but also when I'm doing those things I also see other families and I see couples and I long for it I long for that again and I feel like maybe I didn't appreciate it when I had it you know and I'm incredibly grateful to have experienced a beautiful loving relationship that is something I really had it was amazing I learned so much and I'm incredibly grateful for that person but I'm also scared that I can't connect to my intuition to know when something or someone is right or wrong particularly in my next relationship because I felt like that person at the time was my person for life and I didn't doubt that one minute you know, and they aren't. 
And then I think, was my intuition wrong? Was I blocking something out? Or are you meant to feel that kind of about every relationship that you're in your life? You're meant to be invested and be committed and feel that way. But yeah, that's that's a big one. And leading on from that, I really can't wait to merge this life that I have now with another again. I, I really can't. But I'm scared that I'll abandon myself on my needs. And this is why I'm trying to hold myself here as well, between that kind of the love and the fear. When I talk about love and fear, I'm not talking about the romantic type of love. I'm talking about probably the energy, I guess, like a kind of um, working out what feels like it's coming from the right place within me, a loving place, uh, an authentic place within me, and where is coming from fear and ego and conditioning. And, you know, I'm kind of working that out really as I go. And that leads on to this one, which is that I feel really ready to date. I really do. And I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> so I'm sitting with that one, yeah. I don't think that's anything to rush, but part of me really wants to rush it. And there's the fear there, you know, but then uh, I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I... I'm just completely honoured to be reflecting upon and exploring my views of relationships in life, my views of what I always thought was that you had a soulmate, the one person, that one person that you're meant to be with. And all of that has been shaken, but in the most beautiful way, because it's made me really think, hang on a second, maybe you have multiple. And I've thought this before, but like, I'm now thinking especially after this situation, I believe you do have multiple. I believe you have soulmates that come in and shape you for the time in the life that you need them and then they'll leave when whatever, you know, that whatever it is that you've learned, you've learned or whatever. Um, so I don't really, you know, I'm not now going, okay, my next relationship, it has to be the one. I'm seeing it as like my next relationship will be the one for that moment for as long as it's meant to be so it's kind of that honoring of the present as well rather than always fixating on how it's going to be in the future and I would love to have the rom-com happily ever after one person for the rest of my life no doubt about it kind of situation (laughs) yeah figure that figure that one out guys I'm trying to say and by the way instead of but but I know I've said but a few times because I want to, and it was something actually a friend on her podcast talked about ages ago, Liz Harris. Hello, if you're listening, do check out her podcast in the breathing space because it is brilliant. She has a very good way of explaining things and is also someone who is, you know, deeply reflective and I resonate a lot with in, in our journey. So if you're like, you know, if you're enjoying my podcast, I think you would enjoy hers too. You know, obviously we're different people, but there are kind of like themes that are similar that we explore. So, so yeah, do check that out. I will link it below. And she talks about the idea of saying and rather than but. You know, when we're kind of like that whole, we're talking about it here and I'm saying like, um, you know, I feel really, really ready to date, but I can't think of anything worse. Actually, I feel really, really ready to date and I can't think of anything worse because both them things can be there. It's not like a but, or like a kind of a an opposing as such I guess it is but it's kind of like they're both there rather than but you know and our episode was way better on this 
I I got the gist of what she was saying. I'm not explaining it very well, but I'm trying to say and because I don't. I kind of want to put that out there to just say like sometimes that's you know often we have it as like a but and it's a bit of a holding back isn't it but actually and it makes you doubt more but actually you can have them both there and that's equally beautiful for that moment so yeah the next thing is that I don't believe in the failure of a relationship I don't really believe in failures at all I think they are all successful a bit like I was saying before about them coming in for the time in your life that they're meant to I think that they are all successful in their own way and they're all beautiful all have something beautiful to learn from but I but and I'm also worried that people see me as a failure and that I haven't been able to make a relationship work yet and I'm worried that I feel that about myself sometimes too maybe I can't do it you know it's a lot there isn't it a really deep one for me uh, probably summing up the biggest challenge I have at the moment is that I'm really valuing this challenge of learning to get comfortable alone in my own space in my company and I know that this will change my life because getting so fully comfortable with who you are and your present moment and accepting it is I believe just the kind of key to having that contentment and I would like to numb them feelings when they come in those icky feelings of sitting alone of feeling dissatisfied of feeling like something is missing I would love to numb that with a significant other and just distract myself with that person I really would I feel empowered to spend time really enjoying embodying my life in my own company the things that I'm doing the the going for the walks the going to the cafe the the wild swimming all of it I get to spend that fully embodied in that moment with myself and enjoy it and have that beautiful time with myself that connection that honoring that self-love that just enjoyment and I also fear that I can't enjoy my life fully or all of these moments without somebody else there to share it with. I know that I need to hold this space for myself and I've done the work to get comfortable here as I go on this journey and to keep that self-awareness and I'm worried that I'll slip back into my controlling tendencies and avoid connection because Prior to this relationship that I was in, I was single for about seven years, but that was a lot of fear. That was a lot of fear of going to relationships, a lot of fear of loss of control, fear of loss of control over food, because I was so obsessed with food and exercise. And if I lost that, then I'd be losing control of my body and my body was my worth. So I'd be losing control of myself. I didn't have enough, you know, um, connection to my worth there because I believe that's always there. And so... I've been on a big journey over the past three, maybe four years where I've been exploring that um, and returning to my worth. So I've been able to hold myself in this space now with more of that awareness. So I'm back in like a single position with the awareness of mm, being able to see when I'm slipping into that controlling sort of part of me that wants to kind of just, yeah, control everything in life and not let anybody in because whenever people come in, they distract you from yourself and you do, you know, and you lose your way kind of thing. That abandoning, I said before about abandoning my needs. But I am worried that I might not be conscious enough to know when I'm staying too much 
in that space and not allowing connection in. And I remember describing this and feeling this actually, I've talked about it before on the podcast, you might have heard it before, but that time in my life when I was single for all that time, when I look back on it or when it was coming to the end of that and I thought, no, I, I would like to meet somebody now, I... And I don't think this should be like this as single. And I actually feel this more now. But I felt like I was on like a, a flat roller coaster, you know, where like everything feels safe and stable, but there's no highs and lows that you have with human connection because human connection is vital as well. Whereas now as I'm exploring this this single life, I'm feeling the highs and lows. I've had such highs, honestly. And I've been incredibly honoured to have had the highs that I've had really soon after the ending of that relationship thinking that that was something I was never going to go through and something that I could never go through I could just couldn't heal from it and I felt so much love like that kind of universal and conditional love I felt so much joy so much bliss and I felt loads of that so many of the highs and I felt so many of the lows as well so I know I'm not there I'm not back in that controlling place but my I do fear that I'm gonna you know go back into that so yeah that's the kind of main things that I'm going through these contrasting emotions and holding space for them for them all and to know that I don't have to have a decision on things I don't have to have a decision on whether I'm ready to date or not again and I really want to say here as well because this isn't a full exploration I kind of thought about maybe um creating a podcast of exactly how I feel like that's like really fully uh full-bodied I guess and fully complete in my mind perfection didn't kick in there but to talk about all the different things that I feel for being in this position in my life you know the whole kind of uh woman single woman in the mid-30s without children because I do think that is it's a it's a massive topic um but then I just didn't really want to do it like everybody else I listened to a podcast called alonement which is really great and it's all about that kind of finding contentment in alonement in, in space with yourself whether you're single or not but it's it's yeah it's a really good podcast um and it's been really supportive for me and I kept listening to episodes and being like oh I'll add that because that's something I resonate with and oh I'll add that but then that's why I just thought I want to share it in this way instead and, and see maybe that's refreshing or whatever I, I don't know hopefully so so I really really would love to hear from you but I just want to say that another big thing is that we kind of have this idea that when you're single you're in like um you're in a space waiting for the next relationship to come in, waiting. And I hate that term. I've talked about it before, but this idea of waiting for that to come along. And that isn't about it. I don't think anyways. I think you can be so incredibly happy single. I'd love to hear from you if you are somebody who is in that place. Because, yeah, there's always this kind of misconception that you won't be happy single. And don't get me wrong, there are times when I'm scared. Like I said, through all of this, I'm terrified of being single in a way. But at the same time, I absolutely love it. Uh, and I think you can have that in a relationship as well, you know. But we just don't talk about it as enough, really, with the whole single life. So I guess it's just... Why am I saying that? I guess I'm saying that because I just want to make everybody aware that when, you know, in conversations with people maybe that are single to... Or even yourself if you're there. And yet it's okay to want someone to come in. But I think in any life to just remember that if we can just be present in an exact moment. And if we can find that contentment and that happiness in the exact moment regardless of our relationship status. Then we're not waiting for something to come in. We're not resisting 
that moment we're accepting that situation because that is the most amount that's an empowering and a really and you know that's a way that we can control in that situation we can control how we choose to see a situation how we choose to feel in a situation now in Eckhart Tolle's teachings um I talked about this on my Instagram actually I've been sharing quite a lot of my Instagram stories and really thank you to everybody who has reached out about them because I felt like I've just been really quite like just sharing whatever I want to share on there (laughs) so yeah and I always just think oh my god maybe I'm not really providing value or whatever but I've actually had a lot of people come back to me recently and say that they're enjoying my Instagram stories and my posts so thank you very much if you don't want to check that out my Instagram will be linked below as well never thought I'd be saying that because I thought it was going to be coming off Instagram but it's actually quite a nice place to explore or a couple of topics that that are just kind of more in a short form content and visual not that I have a good phone, another fear I have that like, my photos aren't good enough, but you know, I want them to also be real because we'd spend so long on things having to be perfect or filtered or the right angle and everything. So I explore a lot of that there, particularly with bodies. It's a lot about body acceptance on, on what I talk about on that account. But yeah, I shared this on um, my Instagram, which is what he says, kind of like a three part thing. It's like, say you're in a situation, right? You're not happy with your situation. The idea is if you're not happy with a situation, can you change it? That's the first thing to consider, okay? And maybe that isn't something you can change. Okay, that's not something you can change. So what can you do? You can see if you can leave that situation. Again, that's kind of part of the change, but if you can't do that, what can you do? You can fully accept that situation. You accept it with every single bit of you. You radically accept everything that is going on in that moment. And when you do that, it switches so much. And this is something I explored recently myself, this idea of being like, well, I don't want to be single. I don't want to be here. But when I went, hang on a second, hang on a second, I fully accept where I'm at. A switch happened in my mind and it went, hang on, I choose to be here, you know. I choose to be here and that is what I'm doing. I'm choosing to accept to be here. And the moment you do that, you take back control of your life without having to control the circumstances because you're accepting, you know what I mean? Um, It's a different type of kind of control, I guess. But you're taking personal responsibility as well for your own healing and for your own place where you're at in your life, you know? And that in itself is so incredibly empowering. And then all of a sudden you're like, I'm accepting and I want to be here because this is my reality. What can I learn from it? How can I embody it? How can I grow from it? How can I heal from it? How can I hold all the contrasting emotions of right here, right now? So yeah, there we go. I think I'm going to wrap up there because I'm sort of on a bit of a, I'm I'm properly gesticulating with my hand. I've got my, I've got like a kind of figure four position, leaning right back in the bilingo. I just like, I'm talking on a, I feel like I'm on a talk show or something, but I also feel like I might be going a little bit off track here. So let's stop now. But (laughs) thank you everybody. Love to hear from you and all those different you know, things that we're talking about. Love to see you on the Substack, on Instagram. And uh, yeah, uh, I hope you enjoy. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. I would love to know what you think of the episode and you can reach out to me in the show notes below. The options are there. And if you feel called to rate or review or share this episode, I would be incredibly grateful. Thank you very much, everyone.